The new year is here, which means it's time to start new habits and make those yearly resolutions. Mine this year was to get healthier and improve my quality of life, which is why I want to talk to you guys about Noom. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all and don't take into account each person's individual needs which in turn doesn't really set you up for success. Those workout plans you pull from the internet don't think about your individual dietary restrictions, medical issues, or other personal needs. Noom does all of that before building a tailor-made plan that works for you and your lifestyle. It doesn't try to restrict what you eat and never shames you for wanting to treat yourself. And unlike before, I feel the motivation I need to succeed and none of the frustration that came with other plans. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy wherever books are sold. Today's podcast is brought to you by Newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers nearly a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. Sometimes, through hard work and determination, a seemingly unsolvable mystery gets its answers. On January 14th, 2020, an unidentified young girl's body was finally given her name back. In a case that though not all the questions were answered, saw hard work and investigation pay off. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On September 25th, 1989, two Texas Highway Department employees pulled off the I-75 at exit 277 to eat their lunch when one of the men, needing to relieve himself, walked to a nearby tree and stumbled upon something horrible. There, just a few feet from the road and behind a fence, was the body of a young female. Calling the police and not leaving the site until they arrived, investigators quickly noted how decomposed the body was, and that she had likely been left there for several days. The victim had straight brown hair, brown eyes, an appendectomy scar, and in addition to the black knit pants she was wearing, had on a white shirt that read, Cinco de Corona. Later dubbed Corona Girl due to the item of clothing, the victim found in Gerald, Texas, also showed signs that she had been shot several times. The victim of a homicide with no formal identification on her, a 2D reconstruction was created and distributed to the media with no success. 
In the meantime, investigators worked to try and solve the murder case, but even that started heading towards another dead end. Things wouldn't kick back up again until 2019, when forensic artist Natalie Murray joined the cold case unit and did an updated digital reconstruction of Corona Girl. This, coupled with the addition of the DNA Doe Project's involvement, finally got the ball rolling, and in July of 2019, bone and tooth samples were sent off to the International Commission of Missing Persons in The Hague, who were able to extract enough DNA for the Doe Project to create a GED match-compatible kit. By that December, a tentative match was made through genetic genealogy analysis, a family tree was created, and after 30 years, 3 months, and 21 days of being Corona Girl, the victim was finally identified as Sue Ann Husky. Announced publicly on January 14, 2020, authorities now knew that Sue, born August 8, 1972, was just a teenager when she was found dead by those highway workers. The youngest of seven children living in Sulphur Springs, Texas, Sue was described as a, quote, happy, bubbly, spoiled little girl who enjoyed nothing more than hanging out at the lake, spending time with her friends, and loving on her nieces and nephews. She was also just 17 years old when she disappeared in 1989. It's unknown how and why Sue ended up in Gerald, though they believe she might have hitchhiked. And tragically, both her father and older brother passed away without ever knowing what happened to her. After the identification, Sue Husky was buried next to another cold case victim, Deborah Larned, formerly Orange Socks, beneath a donated memorial stone. Though her identity is no longer a mystery, who shot Sue Ann Husky still is. The case is still being worked and hopefully answers will be found sometime in the near future. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to A Terrible Thing Happened on January 15th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.